church and the role that you played in it. I have these four lifetimes here on this slide that kind of explain the four messages of this series. Last week, we talked about being invited. We learned that you are invited into the family of God. We looked in the parable of this king who throws a wedding for his son, and he invites everyone of the people to gather, both the good and the bad, right? Uh, but we also learned that to be part of that celebration, you need to be righteousness and salvation of God. So we're all invited. Today we're going to be talking about how you are invaluable. Uh, next week we'll be talking about how you are in, influential. And the last week we'll be talking about how you are invested. How you are invested. So I want to really encourage you, inspire you, challenge you to say, hey, I'm going to be here for these next three weeks. Today and the next two. Go through this series with us and see what God will speak to you about
ambitions, and, and, and they were coming off the rails a little bit about the ambition for God. But the argument there would sometimes center around who has more value. And to teach them, to, to reorient them, to communicate the importance of unity and the value that each of them had, Paul uses this metaphor where he says, look, the people who believe in Jesus are like the human body. And that's the metaphor that I want us to dive into this morning. For you to discover that you are valuable to God. You are valuable. So beginning in verse 12 here, in chapter 12, this is what Paul writes to this church that he had founded that's struggling, that's dealing with a lot of division, and is trying to realize who's really important here, who's really valuable. This is what Paul writes. He says, just as a body, the one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Next verse. He says, for we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. That's verse 14. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So Paul here is preaching, and he's, he's using the metaphor of a human body. And he's saying, look, just like your body has many parts, and that's true, together they form one body. So it is, and he uses this language, in the body of Christ. And my first point today is this. This is why you are invaluable. This is why there's no dollar amount that can be put on the value that you bring to God and his people. You are invaluable because you are part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the body of Christ. I want you to think about that. He is giving this church a new identity. He's saying you're just not a bunch of randos, a bunch of weirdos who are doing your own thing. You know, we have one spirit. We have something in common. And together we have a new identity. We are called the body of Christ. He's saying out of the many, God calls you and gives you a new identity. We see this in the world. We see this even with animal life, right? A little kind of quiz time here. Uh, An elephant, right? Let's think about an elephant powerful creature. That one elephant by itself is what? An elephant. But what is a group of elephants called? Anyone know? A herd, right? It's a herd. A group of elephants together. New identity. One elephant by itself. An elephant. Elephants together. Herd, right? What about lions, right? One lion by itself uh, is a lion, right? Uh, but a group of lions together is called a what? Anyone know? A pride. Together, like a sea, like it's one, it's a lion, but when it's together, a new identity, it goes from just being a lion to a pride of lion. Now, this one might throw you off a little bit, okay? Uh, a crow, one crow by itself is a crow. It's a crow. Anyone know what a group of crows together is called? Murder. That's weird, right? I don't, I don't know why. I can't explain that, but what you see here is called Christian by themselves is a Christian. 
is that this is a cartoon that would come out like after school on Saturday mornings. Um, and the idea of Voltron was that people were these kids, really, they were just these teenagers. I think they were, and independently, they were all like amazing fighters, and they all had these great skills. And
an eye is something amazing, right? I have a picture of an eye here. I mean, the eyes are beautiful to behold in the garden. Creation of God. And the eye gets a lot of attention, doesn't it? I mean, lots of attention are given to the eyes. There's lots of settings to the eyes, right? And, 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 and no one really thinks about the ear when you think about the eyes. You don't go up to a person that you're interested in, that you're dating, or that you love and say, let me look deep into your ears. Listen, if someone says that to you, they're weird. Get away from that person. There's been many odes and songs written to the eyes, right? Listen, I don't keep out, but one day they get amped and charged up because they were playing the ear of the tiger. Those parts of the body are visible and they get lots of special attention. We adore them 
God making the praise to someone new. No one saw him when he picked up a piece of trash outside in front of the church. No one saw him when he sat at the organ. But those are the different flavors of the church. The body of Christ. I've, I've received letters from people and emails from people who said, when I walked into your church, it's funny because they say your church, like I own this church. I don't own this church. Listen, your wife doesn't own this church either. This is God's church. This is his house. Just the staff here in this work we make. And people will say, I walked into your church and I felt so welcome. Well, then I was home. I love this little email and that email. Those are things that are often looked over. Those are the ears. Those are the people who read. Those are the people who hear. But those are the highway phones. They're the parts that are never seen, parts that are never considered. But man, are they important. And you know what? They are invaluable because in the body of Christ, every part is important. of 
just wake up. That means we have to put behind the excuses for not being him. Stop the excuses for not being fully him, for not realizing your value, for not being used of God, for not letting God do what he wants to do through your life and in your life because you're asleep. But stop with the excuses. Here's the biggest excuse. I'm going to go through three of them. These are the three biggest excuses why people are not him, why people do not serve, do not fully commit to what God wants to do. The first one is this, they're past sin. They're past sin. The excuses people make to not fully commit, they're past sin. They say, man, I messed up. You know, if you knew me like I knew me, you wouldn't want me to be part of your church. You wouldn't want me there serving on Sundays. I can never serve God because I know what I've done. Listen, that is the lie of the enemy. He wants to keep you trapped in your past. But listen, friend, once you come to Christ, Listen to what 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says. Listen to it well when it's seeping to your spirit. For you are a person who's saying, God cannot use me. God can never move in my life because I've messed up so many times. Because of all my issues, because of all my drama, because of how I've hurt people. Listen, if you're stuck in your past, I want you to hear these words well this morning. This says, this means anyone. This is Paul saying, look, anyone who comes to Christ, this means that they come to Christ have become a new person. You are a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. The old person is gone. The new life has become. For you to say that God cannot use you because of your past sin is simply an excuse that you have bought into. But stop with that excuse. God has purchased you with the blood of his son, made you new image, wipe your slate clean, giving you a second chance for you to wake up, to be part of his body, and to do something in his church. Stop with the excuses. Enough of the excuses. You are a new person. You know, everybody here knows I'm, I'm, a, I'm a White Sox fan. Not at heart, okay? And uh, one of the, the bouncers for the White Sox that all went on to serve Bob Carrollson, he had one of his famous quotes that he would say, he belongs. Somebody would get on him, you know what I'm saying? He would say, he gone, he gone. Maybe next time he will go up to you. And he'd say, yeah, I know you from back in the streets. You used to gang bang over there. I think she could, whatever. He would say, nope, that person, he gone, he gone, right? Or someone comes up to you, they say, hey, you used to get drunk over there at the corner bar. You know, I used to pick you up and you would pass out in the middle of the night. How you doing, man? You say, hey, that person, he gone, he gone. Or someone comes up to you and they say, hey, weren't you that girl that always was talked about in the office, you know? Thank you. 
Christ. I 